Charlotte. And I'm Helly, and welcome to 20s Are Hard, our fortnightly podcast on surviving your 20s. So this week we thought that we would share kind of the, our best moments from 2018 and some of our favourite things from the past year, because when this goes live, it's kind of that weird phase between Christmas and New Year, so we're all kind of quite chilled, we've got a lot of free time to kind of reflect and relax, unless of course you're listening to this like later on. In which case, where <laughs> have you been? Why didn't you listen to this the day it was released? On your chosen listening platform. <laughs> Can't get that aggressive <laughs> with the list. Okay. Um, People but have busy lives, you know. Okay, we're fine. busy, that's why we're pre-recording this. I will allow on this occasion. <laughs> um, but no, we thought it'd be a really nice occasion um, when you're in that limbo phase to sort of look back on, on our own year and also a nice opportunity for you guys to look back on your year too. Yeah, I feel like 2018 has just flown by. I know that they say that's a sign of getting older, but I think it's a sign of being busy. I feel like I've just, I feel like I've blinked, particularly the last half of this year, I feel like oh, I've yeah. blinked. And I'm like, wow. Between like, September and now, I have no idea where yeah. those months have gone. Yeah, I have, I literally have no idea. Between getting back from Bali and now, I'm like, what the hell happened there? Yeah. It's insane. So in, I think whatever we do and however we look back, it's always nice to think of the positives. Mm-hmm. So the way we thought would be a really nice way to do this is look back on our best ofs of 2018. Yeah. Um, so we thought we'd share a few of ours, maybe make you think about a few of yours, um, and it's a great way to reflect and prepare to go into 2019. Yeah, so we've selected like a load of different things, so some bigger topics, some like little smaller ones. So shall we get started with our best decisions of 2018? Yes. Uh, what's your best decision of 2018? So I think it has to be moving out of my parents' home and moving in with a friend, because I think I was in a position where I... I kind of knew I needed to move out and it was going to happen anyway. But I think the moment I made the decision to write, like, let's do it right now and just like go full hog at it. It's just been the best decision. I feel like I've got some of my independence back that I lost when I moved back home after uni. Yeah. Um, And I'm I'm a very independent person. So that for me has been really great. I've got into a new routine. It's kind of pushed me. I think you can get really comfortable and stay in like a really set habit. And that is definitely what I'd got to. Where when I moved, I was in a different environment. I was seeing different people every day. And it really pushed me to like get back to like blogging regularly and like taking more photos and going away for weekends and just getting into a fresh mindset. I think think moving out is, because I moved out last year, and I think it's, it's very much that first step of the next phase of your life. Yeah. And yes, it is, it is a big deal. It's, it's a big deal for your parents, you moving out, but also it's a big deal for you because it is, it is the first point of that very big transition that you're going to have your, your own place, your own space going forward, hopefully. Yeah. For the future. Hopefully for the future. I hope I don't need to move back home at any point. Yeah, I hope so. Yeah, you never know. But yeah, I think it was just a really, and I did it quite early on in the year. So I made the decision in like February and I ended up moving on the Easter weekends right at the end of March. Yeah. So I did it really early on in the year, so I feel like I've it kind of set a good tone for the rest of the yeah. rest of the year so far. But what would you say your best decision you've made this year is? Um my best decision and it's it's something that came out of something not very nice. Um I went for a weekend um just at one of my weekend trips as usual uh, to Barcelona in July and unfortunately I was assaulted and robbed. Um at like 8 30 in the morning I was walking around taking photos as I usually would and someone grabbed me and pulled me down alleyway and tried to steal my camera eventually only got away with my phone but the experience massively shook me up and 
really struggled with it and it was quite a big deal for me to go away again. It's really understandable. Like that was a really awful and traumatic thing to happen. Yeah, and travel's such a big part of my life. Yeah, it's part of my identity as well. Yeah, for that to happen, I I was all I was not only shaken by that, but I was also more afraid of God, what if this impacts me going away again in the future. So my best decision was to kind of get back on the get back on the bike. Like when yeah. you, they say when you fall off, the best thing for you to do is get back on again. Um, so in November, um, as I mentioned before on an earlier podcast, I actually went for a weekend to Riga and that was significant because it was my first, it was my first trip away on my own since Barcelona. Um, Mm. and I was really proud that I made that decision to do that because I so easily could have just decided that that wasn't something that I was going to do anymore. And it did take me a long time to build up to it. That was between July and November. There was a big, there was a, for me, that was a pretty big gap for not taking a trip. Um, But solo travel is something that I've always loved doing. Um, So I was just really proud and pleased that I was, I made that decision to go back out there. Definitely. I think it's a really big decision to make as well, because like you said, it could have been a lot easier in a lot of ways for you to go. I'm just, I'm going to kick that can down the road. I'm not, I'm going to address that later. And that's completely understandable if you'd have done that. But I think the fact you just went, no, this isn't going to define the rest of what I do. Yeah. I'm just going to do it. And then you did it and you did it so well. And even, even though the trip maybe didn't go completely to plan, you didn't let that taint it and it was like a positive experience yeah. to then carry on with it's definitely really positive and I'm, I'm pleased I did it before the year was out before I yeah. left it too long yeah, so. yeah yeah you definitely did it speedily yeah I thought it was good um but that leads on really well actually to our next best of um which is the best trip we've taken this year and I feel like I might know what yours is oh might you know I actually struggled with this one there were two, okay. because the sentimental reason for something else I will come on to later but the best trip of the year has to be going to Bali like yes, it was a dream trip. So in at the end of August this year, um, as I've mentioned before, my boyfriend Alex, he finished med school this year and we'd kind of spoken for a while about doing quite a big trip to celebrate and then we decided to be sensible adults. We went, no, 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 let's just go for a weekend in the south of France. And then one day I was just like, actually, no. Like, <laughs> bloody hell, like we've done six years of long distance. Like he has worked his backside off. Like I'm so immensely proud of him. I was like, no, we need to go away. We need to celebrate. Mark so, the occasion, yeah. Definitely. So we decided on Bali um, and we went away at the end of August. We were there for two weeks and it was just phenomenal. Like we, when we came back from that trip, we both said it, we didn't take it all in at the time. And like now we still talk about it and we're looking back on it. And you kind of process it. Yeah. But like we went to the rice terraces. We saw dolphins at sunrise in the north of Bali, which was just truly one of the best moments of my life. It looked incredible. I just, I can't put it into words. Like we saw waterfalls. We like even just to go away somewhere completely different. And because our resort in the north was completely isolated. So we just sat by the pool, chilled out for a bit. I think we had two days by the pool, which we never do. Like, Kelly yeah. will testify, this is not something I find easy. We read, we just chilled, we ate good food. Like, and it was, to do that was just so different to what we normally do. And it yeah. was, oh my God, like, I think about it and it almost makes me sad knowing that I won't, like, do it again. Does that make sense? No reason why you can't do it again. I know, but I feel like we go somewhere else next time. Yeah. But yeah, it was just phenomenal and it has to be my trip of the year, yeah. without yeah. a shadow of, of a doubt. Like, it, oh, once it, in a lifetime kind of trip. And... It looked phenomenal. Oh. It made me really, really want to go. You would love would Bali. Love to go. I can see you in Bali. Like, <sighs> you in the north of Bali, I feel like you would just be, like, in your paradise. <laughs> like, I just feel like you'd be in your happy place. But what um, what's your favourite trip of this year? Because, of course, you do so many trips. 
What's your number one? My, because I do a lot of weekend trips and here and yeah. there, and also, I've been to America a couple of times this year, but that's because Taylor, my boyfriend, lives there. Um, I'd say my favourite trip is him and I took a road trip around Albania, Macedonia, and Greece. And it, <laughs> this is, this is I mean, it was amazing, obviously, because I was there with him and he'd flown over to the UK and then we decided that while we were together, because we both love travelling, we would just go somewhere new and somewhere different. And it was, it was just incredible. And I think Albania and Macedonia, they're so kind of, such underrated destinations. Yeah. People don't go there. People don't associate them with like, I don't know, European trips that you could take. Yeah, definitely. And um, we hired a car in Macedonia and we did... Um, a couple of days there. We did a couple of days in Greece. Meteora is the most... It looked incredible. Like I... that photo of you sitting, looking out, I was just like, oh my God, I need yeah. to go there. Meteora has monasteries um, built on rocks. And the, I mean, that's just not even, doesn't even do description, uh, doesn't even do justice to it. But um, I, I saw sunset there and I cried. Like it was just the most magical thing ever. Um, and then we did a night on the coast in Greece and then we spent a few days travelling up through um, Albania. And it was just, it was such a great trip and I saw so much and driving, because we drove ourselves the whole way, it was just really nice to take our time, do what we wanted mm. and we travelled quite spontaneously. We didn't book any of our accommodation in advance. Which I know really stressed <laughs> you out. Um, so when we, when we loved Meteora so much we decided we wanted to stay, in, basically we had a really cracking Greek salad. Um, and it made us want to stay in Greece another night. So we did a night on the coast because Taylor had never been to Greece before. Um, Albania was just amazing. People were so friendly, so cheap. And people just have this misconception of Albania as a place to go and visit and it's dangerous. And Yeah, I've never had that um, misconception, but I feel like maybe that's because we're a bit younger. We I think it's generational. My yeah. parents were very worried about me going. But um, it was nothing but a positive experience. And I had my birthday in Tirana in the capital of Albania, which is a wonderful, colourful city. Um, and it was just a brilliant trip. It was really amazing. Can, cannot recommend those countries enough mm. and those areas. It was really, really great. Did you find as well, because I think this is why Bali was partly so special to me, it's not only are you there with someone you really love, but you're there experiencing something so different to what you normally experience. Yeah, like absolutely. The photos that you've shown me from that trip, I'm just like, it's not like anywhere else that either of us have ever been. So to yeah. be somewhere like that as well is so special. And to experience it together. like Yeah, especially when you don't get a lot of time together. If you're long distance, you don't get a lot of time together. You don't always get to have those special experiences yeah. like that. So to have the two combined is just so special. Yeah, yeah no, it was brilliant. Absolutely favourite trip of this year, without a doubt. Um, but uh, what's our next topic? We've got favourite movies. What is your favourite movie of this year? Oh, mine is a film. I, I saw it a couple of months ago. It's called Terminal. It's got Margot Robbie in it, and it's a kind of neon noir. Um, oh, that sounds fancy. <laughs> it's very... It's very different. Uh, it's quite dark. It's got some twists in it that I I did not see coming, and I love it when I don't I see a twist coming. I need to see coming. this movie, but I need to watch it in daylight and before I get scared. It's a little bit disturbing. <laughs> it's not like jumpy, or it's not oh, like okay. a horror film, but it is a bit. You know how Margot Robbie plays that like hysterical, yes, like femme very, fatale yeah, yeah, very, yeah, well. very well. That was that was her, and I was I was quite blown away by it, actually. I would really recommend it. Um, that was a oh, that was a corker. Um, <laughs> 
Um, but what's your favourite movie of the year? Um, anyone who knows me, this will not surprise them in the slightest. And I feel like it's the complete opposite to yours. It's The Greatest Showman. Like, it has to be The Greatest Showman. Oh, I do, I do love that, though. God, I... So, when it... Hilarious story. Well, mildly funny story. When it came out in January, I think it's January or February last year it came out, I misread the title and thought it was called The Greatest Snowman. And I was like, why the That's hell? a good movie. Why the hell have they launched a film called The Greatest Snowman in January after Christmas? Like, how bloody stupid is that? Anyway, started listening to the soundtrack of The Greatest Showman without really realising what it was. And was very confused. Very confused. And then I was like, I have to see this movie. And I didn't end, I didn't get to go to the cinema to see it. Didn't end up seeing it until maybe March, April time. And I can't count how many times I've watched it this year. I think I've driven everyone I'm insane with the soundtrack. Like, it's one of yeah. my most listened to albums of the year, without a shadow of a doubt. Sure. I, just I love as well that they've recreated some of the songs. Pink's oh. version oh of... Oh, my gosh. If you been... haven't listened to the, reima- the Greatest Showman Reimagined, you're missing out. I, I absolutely love that. It's it was like, gorgeous. It was like finding a bonus present under the tree at Christmas you yeah. didn't realise was there. It oh, was when just... those songs come on the radio, I just instantly feel, like, uplifted. Yeah, you can't listen to that soundtrack and not feel so, like, empowered and positive and... The film is just so lovely. It has such a lovely message. I made Alex watch it on the plane to Bali. And um, one thing I discovered about myself this year is I cry like a maniac when I watch films on planes. Even I, I mean, I watched it on a plane, actually, this, this year. This is a legitimate thing. And crying I cried. On a, yeah, it's a legitimate thing. It's something to do with air pressure and your body prioritising, like, staying alive over, like, emotional management. Also, I looked into it because I cried at some ridiculous films on that film. That makes me feel better about the amount that I cry on planes. Yeah, you're more likely to cry on a plane and get more, like, hysterical on a plane, apparently. Good job I'm not afraid of flying, otherwise I'd mm-hmm. probably be a wreck. But, um, anyway. Um, yeah, I made him watch it on the plane. I basically, if I meet somebody who hasn't watched it, I'm just like, what are you doing with your life? I do want to make my, my family watch it at Christmas, but I really don't <gasps> feel like they'd be on board with it. No, because I was... I didn't think Alex would like it because he doesn't really like musicals. He generally doesn't like films I recommend. Maybe it's on principle, I don't know. I was like, please watch it with me. I basically annoyed him for the the first four hours of our flight to Singapore. And then I think he realised after that that this is like a 13-hour flight. If I don't give in now, I've got another nine hours of being like, can we watch Greatest Show now? So we watched it and even at the end he was like, yeah, that was actually really good. Yeah. So if you haven't seen it, guys, you, you've still got time to see it this year. You've, you've got to watch it. You've got to, got to watch it. Definitely. Um, but what is your best discovery of this year? Like, What's the new thing that, whether it's like a product or a place, what is it that you've discovered this year that you're like, God, that has been amazing? Um, slightly different, maybe. It's just kind of like a group of things generally. Mm-hmm. Um. But UK travel has really blown me away this yeah, year. Yeah, that's that's a like, really good one. And I don't know if it was because of it. Well, it probably was what, because of what happened in Barcelona. But it did really make me look at what little trips I could do in the UK. And I, I went to the Cotswolds twice. That was so lovely. Absolutely loved that weekend. It was amazing. But um, yeah, I went to the Cotswolds twice. I went to um, the Dorset coast for the first time. One of I've, my favourite places on yeah, the planet. I'd never been before. Dorset. I dreamed of seeing Durdle Door and that Jurassic coastline Honestly, for so long. Special place in my heart. I love yeah, Dorset. it was apps And I went with my mum, which was like a lovely little trip to do. Mm. Um, did a trip around Cornwall with my brother, which again, bluest waters ever, blew me away. Really was so surprised by that. Um, I've just, I've done a lot more UK travel and I'm so pleased that I have. I feel like I've rediscovered my own country because I'm always so eager to get on a plane and go yeah. places I sometimes forget that those I mean I know this is something we've spoken about so much already but traveling in your country is so underrated definitely yeah I feel like that's something I feel like we've both embraced it but you definitely have really embraced it this year and 
you've shared so many places you've discovered with me and I'm like I need to go there yeah I think we just forget what's right under our noses definitely it's so easy to do though Mm, yeah but um what's your best discovery of the year so I had to think about this a lot and it has to be the if you don't listen to it already it's a podcast recommendation Mm -hmm. the Jules and Sarah podcast because it's they describe it as like just fun silly nonsense or something which it is it is that's purely what it is and if you don't listen to it already um then give it a listen it's from Jules Von Hepp and Sarah Powell and it's just it's like they uh they're two friends they met in London but they're both from the north and they basically do a podcast together each week and they talk about their mums they talk about like news from the north like the news stories that don't quite make it down to the major newspapers because they're not like big enough news stories they just chat about everything and it's a really fun light-hearted positive 45 minutes hour at the end of each week to listen to yeah it's just so lovely it cracks me up and I discovered it when I was in Milan and my trip to Milan wasn't quite what I had planned <laughs> um and I ended up basically plugging it in just so I had someone else to kind of hear because it yeah. kind of feels like you're having a conversation with friends um, and I listened through so much their back catalogue that weekend mm. and it was just really comforting and if it's having comforting a bad day, is the exact word yeah like it is like two friends having yeah. a chat um, and I just like you know if I've not really got anything to do or I'm just pottering around the flat sometimes I'll just put on an old episode because you don't have to listen to them in chronological order really no. and it doesn't matter it goes back to, like 2015 so I just like yeah. recently I started going all the way back to the week, so it's just nice to have something it's a bit like how I watch Friends all the time yeah that, know, that nice like, comforting background yeah, kind of yeah, it's that noise kind of thing. but I've really enjoyed it so if you don't already listen listen to that and then they have like a sister podcast called Wobble which is all about just positivity and like it's okay that we all wobble like physically and mentally. Yeah. And they have really oh, great guests. I didn't on actually there. know about that one. Didn't you? Oh, oh, it's really lovely. They have really, really great guests. They interview some great people. Um, and sometimes talk about body positivity and like all kinds of different things. So there you go, that's some more podcasts to listen oh, to over brilliant. the next couple of weeks. What um next thing is product. So what's the best product that you've discovered this year? Any kind of product. Um, mine's very much related to my face because I had, um, I had surgery a a couple of years ago now and since then just, I mean, they thought it was probably a hormonal imbalance, but it's really, really flared up, um, acne and I've never had acne before. So to then be hit with acne at 22 years old was a bit of a a bummer. Yeah. (laughs) Um, and I tried absolutely everything and this year, I mean, it's not, got rid of it but it has really brought it under control is salicylic acid Mm. and the one I use is um from the ordinary and it is so good that stuff it's so good and it's so cheap I think is it is it four pound eighty or five pound twenty five pound twenty I want to say yeah absolutely so so cheap you only need like a little bit on your fingertips and it's amazing I've really like it's it's done wonders. Mm, I think people are a bit scared of salicylic acid because it sounds really scary. When you put acid in Especially a product, Especially because I said out. it to people who are more medically trained, they're like, whoa, because it's in its full strength, that's what you would use to get rid of like a Veruca. Yeah. But this is like 0.1 or 0.2%, so it isn't like it's it's not wart removing strength. It's not taking your skin off. But it's amazing. Like I've um I've been using it as well and it just it just gets rid of spots much more quickly. And it stops scarring and it doesn't yeah. have that horrible flaky kind of like dry phase. Like it just yeah. gets things under control and it lasts forever. Which also, I know this is cheeky because it's supposed to be best product and I have two. So the other one is CeraVe. Yeah, and, I'd concur. Yeah. It's the, amazing stuff. It's a joint one, I think. Yeah, we both have, changed our life. Both have dry skin issues. And CeraVe oh. is 
absolutely life-changing moisturiser. It's on my bedside table thing now. It's, a, yeah. it's their moisturising lotion and it's always on offer in Boots so you can pick it up for like six quid. And it's a really big bottle oh, as well. You get a lot just, in there. You can use it on your face or you can use it on your body. I use it more, mainly on my body and I fake tan a lot um, but it doesn't interrupt your fake tan. Yeah. Because it doesn't break it down and it's got hyaluronic acid in it, ceramides in it so it's actually got and it's dermato- dermatologically tested yeah. and approved by like um, so it's, it's actually it's, it's like actually working. Yeah, it's, it's actually in a section of boots that's for like eczema and like skin conditions. It's not yeah. just in like the moisturising skincare section. Yeah. It's a legit thing and it's amazing yeah l'oreal is it's a l'oreal own brand and it's classed under the same things as like la roche posay and vichy so it's like proper like it's the good stuff it's the good shit basically um so that was a yeah. oh god discovery a bit, it's a bit boring but if you ha- if you yeah. suffer from dry skin it is really also apparently it's really good on tattoos because asia used it on her tattoo when she was here oh, um okay. because she needed some moisturizer and she's like oh my god i love it i need it what was it yeah so it, it made the colours so bright. I said, it okay, works yeah. for so many people. It's just it's wonderful. Now we've now we've infused about that. Um, what's your best product? <laughs> well, it leads on nicely from my obsession of fake tan. Um, and this is something I was actually bought back in the summer because when I moved into my current place, I live with a friend, and he got sick to death very very quickly of me asking him to tan my back. <laughs> and um, like. He was just like, oh, for Christ's sake. He's a very good friend. We've been friends for years. But he's just like, oh, for Christ's sake, again. He's like, please, Greg. Like, I can't reach. I have very long limbs. But you know that? If you fake tan, you'll know, like, that triangle in the centre of your back. And you're doing all the crazy poses to try and get it. And it just kind of shows if you're in a vest top or something in the summer. You can see it, yeah. So he would always do it. And then um, I mentioned in part, I don't know, like, I mentioned in part, I was like, oh, you can get full body mix, but I have to do that at some point. And then the next day, he was like, I've, all, I've got a present for you and I was like what is this he'd ordered me bless him, him and my boyfriend had gone in and buy bought together a um, back a full body fake tan mitt that's amazing so neither of them ever have to tan my back again oh I mean that's so very very thoughtful it's an, but it's amazing and so what it is is you have like a regular fake tan mitt on each end yeah. and then it's like got a strip in the middle kind of like a scarf oh okay so but all of it is like both sides are like the material that you want from a fake tan mitt so like you can use it just to do like your arms and your legs and stuff and then you squirt the fake tan onto like the longer bit and then you like shimmy it down your back oh. like you would with the towel if you're driving yeah. and stuff and you kind of still got to get in some weird angles but it oh it's so much easier that's very clever you can do it on your own you don't have to do that. that you don't have to do the awkward thing where you're holding your top over your boobs and no one sees anything yeah. and you're moving because it's just a bit awkward um, and if you don't live with a friend who's willing to do that right <laughs> Um, but this then, is great. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's a very handy product. I will try and find the link to the one he got me because the material on it is brilliant. It's the best mitt I've ever had. Um, and I will leave that linked because if you fake tan, then you need it. The dream. It is the dream. The dream. But um, in terms of so that leads us nicely on actually to what's your best purchase of the year? Like, what's the best thing you've bought over the past 12 months? <sighs> I have two as well. Okay, but you decide. can have two because I kind of have two. <laughs> okay. Um, so my first one is I basically, I mean, I hike and I walk a lot and I like good boots. Um, but what I really wanted was some Timberland boots. Oh, and I, I do want a pair of those. I, I just don't think I'll get the wear. Yeah, well, I ummed and ahed for ages. And then I realised that they're, what, 100, like 120 quid? <laughs> Something ridiculous. Um, and I thought I will not actually hike in them because they're light coloured and I will ruin them. And then I'll be really annoyed I've spent yeah. 120 quid on something I've gotten really dirty. So I actually bought some dupes. Like, they were... They look exactly like Timberland boots. They're just, well, they were £26. <laughs> they just don't have the logo on. No, I mean, 
I got them for 26 quid from Dorothy Perkins and it was such a good investment mm. and they're actually they've got a really thick rubber sole Ooh, really good, good grip and they're actually I mean I don't mind if they don't last me all that long but they are so warm I've taken yeah. them on so many trips already and I only got them a few months ago that's why I want them for like weekends when you're wandering around and you just want something warm that's got a substantial bit more sturdy than just like a black Chelsea boot or yeah something. I need something like a bit more of a chunky sole I might have to yeah. be a copycat and go and have a look at these no do 26 it 26 quid you can't really go wrong I know it was a real bargain and I was and I ummed and ahed for so long and I'm so glad I did now because I've had so much use yeah. from them already especially when especially now going into like January February you know you're going to get some snow at some point or the ground's going to be a bit more slippy yeah um, I don't have a pair of boots that I can I mean obviously they're not waterproof but a pair of boots with a decent sole basically yeah, yeah no definitely <laughs> Um, and my other best purchase was finally getting a prime lens for my camera. I was very, very excited about it. Um, I got a Canon 24mm prime lens and it's just the dream. I it's so like, beautiful. I feel like you need to kind of explain what it is because if you're not, uh, like, I don't really 100% get, like, what it does. So, you know? I mean, a prime lens is one that doesn't zoom in. So it is a yeah. fixed focal. What did I say focal point? Fixed focal width, like drawing a square. Fixed in the focal air. length. That's what I want to say. Yeah. Fixed focal length. Um, so twenty four mm It means it's a pretty. It's a pretty wide angle lens. Um, but my favourite thing is that um, it's f stop. So its aperture goes down to two point eight. Oh, that's nice. Which basically means it's going to be really great in low light. Yeah. And that's what I'm. I'm looking for. Um, is something that is going to work in those kind of indoor lower lighting situations. Yeah. And because it is um, wide angle as well, obviously you're already getting the more light. It's not, you can't zoom in. So it's, you've got that full view. Um, but also it's um, generally prime lenses are sharper. Yeah. So you've got that really nice sharp, because of the low aperture as well, 2.8 means anything that's in the foreground is going to be super, super sharp. And then you get that really nice blur behind it as well. So I'm very excited for that very exciting. using that, especially for some of the, like, the photos that I'm in and stuff. That if yeah. I'm closer to the camera, it's going to be really great for things yeah, like that. Yeah, that'll look really amazing because my camera only has an f-stop of 4.5. My, my current... And it's been fine, yeah. but I'm getting to that point where I'm like... Mm. Yeah, my kit lens is... I think four or it might be 3.8, something like that. And yeah. I was like, no, no, it's fine. And then now I've got this. I'm like, oh God, why didn't I, I do this? Yeah, yeah, it's like, it's fine. I can get over it. I have a really old Olympus pen as well that I was given. It's like, to, when I thought about getting the pen, I was like, mm. have a play with it, see what you think. I never got the pen in the end. But the F-stop on that is really low. It's like two. Yeah. So then I was like, oh. It's so, it's it, so Now satisfying. I know what it can do. I'm like, mm. Yeah, I want it, but I'm being sensible. Maybe that's a purchase for next year, upgrading my camera. Power, power of lenses is just yeah. My oh, poor little camera me. is. Oh, it's done very well. It has for what I paid, definitely. but I think maybe like, my, that might be my best purchase of 2019. Who knows? Yeah, there you go. We will review in a year's time. <laughs> see, what, see what happens. Um, but what is your best purchase? Well, I kind of have two as well. One's kind of a cheeks. It wasn't really a purchase. It was a gift. But it was. I really wanted a pair of wireless headphones because I hate, like, I can't put into words the frustration I feel when you have, like, wired headphones in your ear and you catch the cable and it's like that horrible, like, <laughs> rips noise. out, yeah. It does my head in. And I had, like, I had loads of those pairs of crap in-ear headphones and then Alex was a bit like, mm, it's not particularly good for your ears, um, you know, and it was just winding me up. So for my birthday, I got a pair of um, wireless headphones. And I don't think they're, like, 
super super expensive like I've obviously not looked up the price or anything like that because that would be weird but um they're just really great wireless headphones like the battery life is like mm, I think you get 12 hours on there so you oh, don't okay. have to charge it all the time like I put them on when I leave the house in the morning and then it's my two hour commute to work two hours back and then if I listen to it during the day so I know I get at least two full days out of it yeah um and they're I'm not sure they're sound counts sound cancelling. I'm not sure. They, I mean, they're pretty muffling though. So like sometimes, if um if I'm flying and I don't want to hear like if I'm trying to sleep or something and I don't want music playing or the battery's running low because yeah. I forgot to charge them. <laughs> um, I sometimes put them on to muffle out like louder sounds if I'm trying to just relax. Yeah, it's really really helpful. So I've just loved having those. I got them in May and I've just used them. Throughout. You do use them all the time. I use yeah. them pretty much every day. Yeah. Like the best money spent by far and the most useful present I've ever had. Oh, I I've never thought them. about getting any. I never, because I was like, oh, I don't want big chunky over-the-ear headphones. They'll be a pain to carry. So these ones collapse. I think they collapse to about like, That's well, no one can see this, but I'm making a circle with my hands. But they, they collapse very small. Ah, that's um, really good. I didn't even yeah. actually know you could get ones that do yeah. that. Oh, well, I'll pop a link to those and you can go have a look at those. Cool. Because it's, and also, when you swap from in-ear headphones to over-the-ear headphones... Revelation! You're just like, I can hear things so much clearer. And it is better for your ears as well. The yeah. only problem is if you have a piercing, like a new piercing that you put them on, it hurts, which is what I found out a couple of weeks ago. Nice! And I was like, oh, gosh, that's, that's a little bit painful. But, um, I, I mean for the sake of a week you can get over that yeah but the other thing was um i finally bought a sensible i say sensible it's really gorgeous black coat like a winter coat like a good quality one yeah and i did get it in a sample sale um so i didn't pay full price for it but well you still put you still purchased it well exactly you know well in our previous episodes we've spoken about how helly and i are quite tight and i've needed a good like more tailored structured black coat for some time and they are expensive and I know I would get a lot of wear out of it but I just wasn't willing to invest the money yeah and every year like not every year but like I've bought a lot of coats over the years are like a mid-range price point like maybe they're like 40 50 quid but they've just they're just not good enough quality to keep me warm yeah I'm cold all winter and it's genuinely not worth it so this one came from a sample sale um, but I think it must actually be sold or something similar must be sold in John Lewis I got a John Lewis sample sale um and it's just a really gorgeous black tailored coat like it fits really really well it goes with everything like I wore it at Alex's graduation ceremony but I'll also wear it on the weekends with just like jeans and a t-shirt yeah because it just goes I think dresses everything up really nicely everyone needs a good it's a wool coat black coat and I never understood why people like get a wool coat like it's it'll keep you warm and I was like how much more warm can you keep it Honestly, I cannot feel the wind through it, and that's a revelation. I could not live without my wool coats. I don't think I'll ever go back to not buying wool coats. Like, I think what I'm going to do now is save up over the next year to buy, like, a similar one in camel next winter. Yeah. Because my camel coat's getting a little bit tatty now. Or maybe in the January sale. My wool camel coat that I got, well, I've had that for three years now. It's my third winter. Yeah. It's re- it's lasted so well. It's so warm. Like, definitely. And at the time, I was like, oh, I'm just going to... I think it was... It's about 90, 90 or 100 pounds. Yeah, you have to spend a lot more for wool. And what? I've worn it most days for now three winters. <laughs> yeah. And I think if you get the cost per wear down and you, and you invest in something that's a bit more classic and it fits you well and you feel comfortable in it, it's so worth it. And I just, I wish I'd bought it sooner, basically. Definitely yeah. a best purchase. It's, I've got, the amount of wear I've got out of it in the past like, four weeks is mad. Like, I forgot yeah. I kind of had any other coats. Yeah, that's a good coat. <laughs> But I think another thing that'd be nice to touch on is your best day of the year. Because we, it's so easy to think like, oh, that was a great time of the year. But like one day this year that really stood out to you. 
I was thinking about this for ages. Yes, we had a long chat about this, about Helly's best day of the year. We came up with some good ones. We did, and there has been some good ones, and it has, like, generally has been a good year. But my actual favourite day of the year, and the one that I kept coming back to, because I could pick days from, like, trips I've taken and stuff, yeah. and, like, they're all wonderful. But honestly, the best day of this year was actually New Year's Day on January the 1st. I like that. And because I, so I was visiting Taylor for, like, Christmas and New Year last year, and um, for New Year's Eve, we stayed in a cabin in the woods on um, in Washington on Long Aww. Beach. And so on New Year's Day, we woke up in a log cabin. Uh, we had a wood fire. We were out there. That we were, it was on. It's on an oyster bed. So you wake up oh and the sun is like rising across across the stillest water you've ever seen in this gorgeous cabin in the woods. You're outside like cooking breakfast on a campfire, and it was just it was like peak me. I was just yeah. I was gonna say if I had to pick your dream day, I was absolutely just in my element, and we were just like surrounded by like, just the smell of pine. I love the smell of pine. Oh, it does remind smells. me of the Pacific Northwest and just being Isn't with it? Taylor generally. Yeah, but just surrounded by that, it was so quiet and so peaceful. We did whatever we wanted that day, and we left and like, later carried on on a road trip up the coast. Had fresh oysters. Oh, oh gosh. it was it was just like a perfect perfect day, and I cannot have imagined a more like I don't know just a fitting and like that's like a perfect start to the year it was that's what you want like nothing a really chill day but yeah just really lovely it was it was beautiful like it was such a great way to see in the new year and to start the year off so as much as that was like 12 12 months ago <laughs> this is definitely my favorite like, favorite day of the year yeah uh, so what would you say is your best day of this year okay so it has to be for so many reasons that I shadow without the day Alex finished med school. Of course. Yeah. Because it's it's a day we've both been dreaming of pretty much for six years since he moved there. And like Mad. Six we, years. We were dreaming kind of tentatively, because although you want to get there and you hope you do, there is a part of you that's like, God, six years is a long time and long distance relationships are hard enough. Yeah. Um, and then like anyone who I think anyone who's either in med school who has like qualifies the doctor who's dating someone at med school knows someone there it's such a high pressure and intense and just generally overwhelming environment and it's so hard in itself that there were definitely times when we it was just really really tough basically and so to get to that point in itself and reach that day was just insane but the reason it's so special is I decided pretty early on um, in 2018, I wanted to fly out and surprise him from his final exam. Oh, that's such a nice idea. And I knew he wouldn't expect it. And I pretty much, originally I didn't tell anyone. Mm. And it wasn't until about May when I was like, I'm going to book my flights. But it's a very long story. But long story short, his exam kind of moved exam dates a lot. So there was the stress of whether or not I would actually be able to get the time off work. Like I had a week booked off work to go. Um, knowing that then I could fly out at any point in that week and then his exam got pushed back a month. So I had to rebook the holiday, which was in July. So you can, like, it was very stressful to do, but God. I booked the flight. I flew out really late on a Wednesday night, landed, stayed in a hostel that night, and then um, found out what building his exam would be in. Um, like, his brother could log into his, like, account and we found out, like, what building it would be in. So and sneaky. It was very sneaky. And, um, found out what hospital would be and I went to the wrong location and I got there and I just had to wait because his exams were an oral exam so they could have lasted for 15 minutes or they could go for three hours that's, that's so I just rocked up outside this hospital and I waited and I waited and it was 32 degrees at 8 30 in the morning God, that's it was oh, insane 
And um, I obviously didn't want to leave to get food because I didn't want to miss him. And after about, I think... It must have been about three hours, I think, I was there. Because I remember I was I remember texting, you texting, me, I was texting yeah. Heli, I was texting my mum, I was texting Alex's family, I was texting like, my other friends, I was just like, right, okay. And they were like, have you seen him yet? Have you seen him yet? And oh, it was just so like, it was just like the most incredible thing. And then I walked, because um, I've been to Prague so many times, I knew roughly where we were. I was like, right, I'm going to have to start walking around the building because I'm going insane. And actually, Pride had actually been really unwell and I had labyrinthitis. So I was actually meant to be out of bed. And I was like, nope, I'm going. I've got to do this. So I shouldn't have even really been there. And um, I started walking around the block. And I was like, oh, I I know exactly where I am. There's a coffee shop inside this hospital. I was like, I'm going to walk in, get a bottle of water and a snack, and then I'll just go back and wait on the benches. And I walk in, get my bottle, and as I walk out, he walks around the corner. Like, you could never have, like, you could never have... And he just saw me, and his face was like, what? And I was like, hi, how'd it go? And he's <laughs> so like, good, oh my god. I, I was like, hello, like, are you a doctor now? And he was like, what? what and I just went over and hugged him and he was so like he had no idea like absolutely not a clue and particularly because I've been ill he was like what, are you not really ill have you lied I was like no I no, I am ill I shouldn't be here um but it was just like that that in itself was just incredible but then after that we then um went out for lunch and we just had the nicest afternoon like for the first time in years he didn't have to study and we could enjoy the city and like we just wandered around and we like did a bit of shopping and we went for a drink and we went out for dinner and it was just so lovely. Aww, that's that, such I a mean, nice day. That entire weekend was such so a nice special, memory to like, have. Oh god, it was just so much went into that one day and it was just the most incredible day. Like, oh, without a shadow of a doubt. But yeah, I feel like that just has to be my number one day. But moving on to our next best of is, what's the best lesson you've learned this year? Or like piece of advice you've picked up this year? I know we did life advice in last week's episode, but I think each year can throw out so many lessons to you. Yeah, I think because this year has been a lot more stable for me in terms of I've had a I've had a job for the whole year. Um, I've lived in the same place for the whole year, whereas 2017, there was a lot of changes in those kind of areas. Um, but along that vein, I think my biggest thing of this year is don't get comfortable mm. and not I don't mean that in a negative way at all I mean that I don't I don't personally think it's healthy to get in one routine and be comfortable in it to the point where nothing ever changes I think it's good to challenge yourself and mix things up um if you want to do something new or try a new hobby or if you want to quit your job like, <laughs> I think that's the thing don't be comfortable in in what you're doing currently always like strive for something new and something different and I think that's probably gonna like link up to what I'd like to do in 2019 as well yeah I think that's really important I think like you said it's so easy to get into that routine and you can be like oh I'd love to do x y or z and just like oh I'll do that at some point but you're so comfortable in what you're doing it kind of just gets kicked down the road no yeah I'll do that I'll do that and then before you know it another year's passed and maybe you're not where you want to be and yeah it's pushing yourself outside that comfort zone and and actually that, that scares me more the thought of if I'm if I was still in the exact same place doing the exact same thing for the exact same company blah 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 in a year's time I think I'd be really kind of horrified with myself that I hadn't even try to challenge myself or do something differently or go for a promotion or something like that yeah definitely no I think that's a really good yeah definitely don't get too comfortable where you are yeah um what about you what would you say is your main lesson from this year um I think my lesson for 2018 that I've really tried to take away is the whole idea of good for you and not for me 
Yeah. I think I'm such a chronic people pleaser and I don't want to upset anyone and I want to kind of make sure everyone's fine with what I'm doing and all that kind of thing that sometimes I, in the part, maybe more when I was a bit younger, but I found, my, I found myself doing things I didn't want to do to please other people and things that weren't great, like weren't things I wanted to do but would please someone else and I'm yeah. trying to take more of that like, good for you, not for me. Like I don't particularly like going on nights out. If you do, great, you go do that. Good for you, just not for me. Yeah. And taking more of that approach and... You know, if, I don't know, like, just, I, I guess it's being a bit more um, relaxed about what people think of you, but also if people don't agree with you, that's fine. Yeah, I think they, for, for your life with what's valuable to you. I know that ooh, sounds like a real good. cliche. I like that. No, I, that's but, good. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to steal that at some point. Put that on my wall. <laughs> yeah, I've been trying to take more of the approach of, that's fine if you want to do something, but if it's not great for you, I'm just not going to do it. And that's absolutely okay. Like... I kind of, I didn't give up meat this year. Like, I'm not a vegetarian, but I ate a lot less of it. Yeah. And some people were a bit like, oh, you're not eating meat anymore. And I was like, I just don't fancy it. Like, I'm not going to sit here and explain to you why, unless you yeah. genuinely want to know, because it's genuinely not that interesting. But yeah. it's like, it's fine. Like, I couldn't care less if you do. Like, that's absolutely fine. But it's just not right for me, and I'm not going to do it. And also... And it's little things like that. I feel like we're more aware, as we're getting older, that, again, it's going to sound very cliche... But we've only got one life. And if you're going to mm-hmm. just spend your whole time doing things that you think other people want you to do or other people yeah. expect you to, then you're going to look back when you're 70 and be like, why didn't, why did I do that? And why didn't I follow what I wanted to do? Yeah. And, and again, it, I mean, it does kind of link to the don't get comfortable either. Like, you don't want to look back on your life and think, oh, I should have done what was right for me or what challenged me or what pushed me rather than... Yeah. Just being led by what I felt like other people expected me to do. I think one thing 2018 has really, really taught me is that I am a real people pleaser. And in a lot of ways, I don't care what people think. But in a lot of ways, I really care. Yeah. And it's something I really want to work on next year. And this kind of mindset is something that's trying to help me to take a step back and be like, everyone has their own views on the world. Everyone has their own like life manual, as it were. And everyone has their own approaches and that's fine. So if mine don't align with someone else, as long as I, like as long as the people who opinion I value still respect and love me and I'm happy with what I'm doing and I can justify my decisions and know that they are what sits right with me I don't need everyone in the world to be okay with it yeah because it will piss someone off and quite frankly maybe that's okay like but it is the good old thing you can't please everyone you really you really really can't and I think actually as soon as you try to you just make yourself miserable yeah like, so many times I can think of this year where I've done things to make other people happy that have made me miserable. And actually, they probably haven't made the other person that happy anyway. Yeah. It's that they're not losing sleep over it, so why should I? Yeah, very true. But I think that takes us really nicely on to the thing we are most proud of this year. To, like, round out what is the thing from 2018 that you look back on and go, I am really proud of myself for doing this. Um, again, I have two things, but one is... That's fine, because I wonder if one's going to be the same. I have three things. Oh, okay. <laughs> I, I, I mean, because I, I see my life as like, there's the professional side of my work and then mm-hmm. there's my hobbies. Yeah. So at work, I actually got promotion in... It's our got, first episode, wasn't it? Yeah. Back in the friendship one, that was, yeah. God, that's mad, isn't it? It's insane. Um, but yeah, I got promotion a few months ago um, and I was, obviously I was really proud of myself for that, but it was, it was a real big achievement for me because I'd only been in the, the first job for a year. And then I was offered this promotion. Um, but the promotion also meant that I was, um, I'm actually now in a managerial role. I am managing someone. And I was just really pleased because, and I don't think I've ever really mentioned this before, but in my previous job, I also became a manager there. 
and I became a manager at 22 and I always kind of felt like maybe that was just a bit of luck like mm. I was just lucky and actually I might never ever make it to be a manager again so then I've managed I've done it again within a year of being in another job and I'm just like thank god it wasn't like you're clearly so capable of doing it. I was like, thank God I wasn't a fraud the first time. <laughs> I Get rid of that imposter syndrome. I was just relieved, like, oh yeah, thank God I just, someone actually, someone else thinks I'm capable of it. It wasn't <laughs> just, like, luck of the draw the first time around. But um, no, I was just, I was really, really proud of myself for working hard enough that someone had recognised it and I got that promotion. Yeah, that was something you should definitely, definitely be proud of. What are, what's the other, what are the other things? The other one is just more like... I mean, I say it's my hobby thing, but I spend a lot of time on Instagram. But um, I just feel like my photography and understanding yeah. Instagram and like some of the like collaborations I've had this year, I'm just really proud that as something that is a little side thing that I do, like how I've progressed with it and understood it more and taken better photos and things like that. I'm just pleased that I've managed to be able to do that and still carry on doing something I love while I have yeah. a full time job. Yeah, you should be so proud of that. You've collaborated with some really cool brands this year. And I think we were talking about this earlier, like when you look at the progress you've made over a long period of time um, and you can see how you've improved. Like part of the joy is in that journey. And actually, if you look at your photography from a year ago, it's still great. Like, don't get me wrong. But you, if you look back at it over the next year, you can see like how yeah. clearly how you've progressed and, and how I your love, style's developed. I love seeing that. And I really do feel like I've found a huge part of my style this year. Yeah, I feel like you've like hit your edit. stride. Like, I feel like you've now, like, hit your stride and you're like, right, okay, I've got, I've got it. Yeah, but I feel like we've both kind of done that this year. Like, we've yeah. really pinpointed a way we like to edit our photos Definitely. and a way we like to put our content together. Yeah, yeah, no, that's really, really true. I feel like the third one for you might be our, like a shared one for us. Yeah, I'm very proud of this podcast. Yeah, I'm really proud of it because I think we, we kind of spoke about it and I, I I feel like we spoke about it for so long. It kind of came about as a joke when, um, just after we'd left uni, we kind of joked like, lol, we should write a book or like make a podcast like this, it'd be hilarious. Yeah. And then we never did it. And then earlier this year, I kind of was just like, Helly, we're going to do this. And you were like, yeah, we are. And I was like, oh, she said yes. <laughs> I expected her, oh, yeah, love that would be funny. But she's like, yeah, okay, when are we going to start? And I was like, okay, um, well, when we go to the console, let's plan yeah. it. And then we planned, like, we sat down actually planned it. Yeah. And then we put in a weekend in the diary to actually record it. And I think, I mean, we are, that's kind of both our personality. And I think that's why we've been able to do this. But it's been a big time commitment. Neither of us has had ha- any clue how to record a podcast. Like, we still don't have it figured out. You know what? We One really day, don't. we will we will put something together on how to, how to yeah, make a podcast seriously. and how to publish a podcast because... There's fuck all out there. Sorry, Debs. I'm sorry. <laughs> I feel bad about the swearing this year. <laughs> and my mum. I'm so sorry, mums. I really am. But it's so true, though. Next year. It, uh, no, don't make promises you can't keep. Yeah, no, I'm you sorry. Got, you've got to have achievable, um, <laughs> achievable resolutions. I don't I think that's I swear, like a... Fisherman's wife or whatever. So I thought you were going to say a fucking trooper. <laughs> I was like, come on, please do not make that at the end of the sentence. <laughs> anyway, no, it, there's there's not a lot out there on how to publish a podcast. And um, it's been a lot of kind of feeling our way in the dark. But it's been such a fun thing to it do. It has. And like putting dates in the diary, finding ways around it, planning out what we're going to say, talking about our options. Yeah. Or not talking about it and realising we need to talk about it. Yes, there's, that too. There's all kinds of like ins and outs of it that, we didn't, I don't know, maybe if we'd have known at the start, maybe we'd have been like, oh, that's a lot. Maybe we shouldn't do this. But actually, I just think, I think that's part of it. If you know going in what it's going to be like. I, like, I see this a lot of things. If I'd known what med school would have been like, I don't know if me and Alex would have even given it a go. Because yeah. we'd have been like, oh, it's too much. Let's no, just not bother. That, or like, and I'm sure people feel about that when they have kids. Like, they go, you have to go in a bit blind. Because if you know the truth, it's like, It's, oh. it's a shocker, um, yeah. But, but it's... 
I think we just compared doing a podcast yes, to having children and finishing med school. <laughs> okay, I'll be honest; it's not the same. <laughs> but the point is, <laughs> no. But the point we're trying to make is more that sometimes you go in blind, and it's a bit like, oh, it'll be fine. But then I think we both have that kind of like, we'll just wing it; it'll be all right. And the thing, side part personalities. I, I always think it's good to give something a go. Yeah, and I, I think completely we did, agree. We did say this, like, even if we did ten episodes and we thought. Nah, this isn't for us. It's a lot of work. We don't quite know what we're doing or what we're gonna say. I mean, which might be true. Yeah, we could still get to that point. Yeah, but I, I'd be more annoyed if we didn't give it a go. And a few years down the line, we were like, oh, don't you wish we'd have done that? And also, like, I think because we we genuinely didn't expect anyone to listen to it other than maybe our mums, like literally. And we were like, you know what? It's fine. Like we were yeah. so happy with that. So the fact that so many people have listened and then taken the time to get in touch with us like, and have left reviews and um, like it honestly, like it just means the world. Like friends have like sent me like little texts and me like I just want to say, and I was like, God, like as if as if people want to listen to us. Yeah. Like I'm sure a lot of people don't, but. I think giving it a go and just having, like, kind of, I guess, the nerve to just do it. Yeah. Like, I'm why, really proud of us for doing because that. Because why not? Because for two chronic overthinkers, we really care what people think about us. I'm very impressed with I'm us. I'm very we did impressed this. with us. Yeah, I'm proud of us. Yeah, it was, yeah, I'm, it was a good decision. I'm glad yeah. we did it. And I'm, like, a massive, we can dedicate this last one of 2018 to everyone who has listened and yes, taken the time to you. give feedback. Like, yeah, we love you. Massively appreciate that. Yeah. Um, what we should have done is put this bit at the end after your proud of moment because it would have been a nice way to wrap it up. Yeah, we should have done that, but we're going to roll because this is how we learn. See, we, we're we can, learning. We can just move this bit. Oh, I don't know if it will flow, but see, this is what we mean. We're learning. <laughs> we're learning. We have to pick it up as we go. <laughs> and you've got to have a laugh along the way. But I think other than that, something else I'm proud of myself for doing this year is I quit my job without yeah. having another job lined up. And... It is something I've done before. I am creating a little bit of a habit of it. But it I won't get into the like whys and hows, but I realised a while ago that I was actually in a career that for me was no longer a career. It yeah. was a job. And as much as the people I worked with were great and I enjoyed the environment, it wasn't what I wanted to be doing. Um, and fundamentally, I was unhappy. Yeah. I was really, really unhappy and... I just reached a point where I was like, this isn't what I want to do. So I started looking at options and then um, kind of opportunities presented themselves. And I, I, I handed in my notice. I made the decision to just hand in my notice and then figure it out, which is terrifying. Like anyone else who's done it will know, like handing in your notice and then the question of, so what are you doing next? And you go, well, I haven't actually got anything lined up yet is absolutely terrifying. Yeah. Um, but I'm really proud of myself for doing it because I think for my own well-being... It's been an amazing move. It should be because you you prioritized your own your yeah you prioritized yourself and your well being and your happiness first. Yeah, and, and like people often forget to do that. And I think you know, like, and it's not like it's not like I like have this life of luxury. I've got all this money and I've got people supporting me. Like I, you know, I've had to save, and it's from having that that. But again, you've I've also do it, but, prepared for that. Well, yeah, by and saving I just. And- and originally we were going to do a bit of travelling afterwards, and that hasn't quite panned out because you know life happens, and yeah. actually sometimes these things aren't right, but. And I'm looking for work. Like, I have no intention of being unemployed for very long. Yeah. But actually having this time off in between has been amazing because it's A, proved to me that I... And I've always... I guess you kind of assume this about yourself or know it, but you never prove it. Like, I'm really self-motivated. Like, I'm still getting up every day. I'm achieving so much. And I'm really, like, putting my heart and soul into so many other things. I'm like, God, look at what I can actually achieve. Like... Yeah. 
I'm really proud of myself for that because it would be really easy to be like, right, I'm going to get up at 10, whack on Netflix, maybe wander out, apply for one job and then, and I've just not done that and that never felt like something I was going to do. And then I guess the other thing I'm proud of is kind of what you were saying, like I feel like I've hit my stride a bit more and I've kind of refocused why I'm producing like blog posts and like the photos I'm taking and I'm enjoying it differently to how I have done before and I've kind of found what I like and how I like to do it and at the beginning of the year my like blog domain was up for renewal and I hadn't used it for nearly a year and I was like I'm just gonna get rid of it and then there Could was you just imagine if you had... there was just this little pop voice in me going mm, but will you regret this so I ended up not doing it I ended up renewing it. I renewed it with Squarespace which in itself was amazing because I could actually bloody personalize it and do it myself and it's so much easier <laughs> Um, and then because I did that, I was like, no, I don't want to say bye to this. Yeah. Really refocused me, and especially in like, the last like third of this year, I feel like I've just been like, no, right, I'm doing this. And it is purely a hobby, but I'm really pleased that I've kind of got back into that rhythm. And I'm not take like, I don't want to say taking it seriously, because I feel like that almost sometimes takes the fun away from it. But like... Yeah, I think, I feel like we've discussed this, like, with all the the changes to algorithms and the expectations and how, like, the market is so saturated with bloggers and Instagrammers and travel bloggers. It's it's easy to forget why you're doing it. And you can easily feel like, well, I'm not making money out of my blog, so it's not a success. But I was thinking, like, when I was younger, I would do horse riding or I would do ballet classes. And for that, money would be spent and no money would be made. But I would do it because I loved it and I would commit the time and I would practice and I would do other things that made it better. Why on earth should my blog be any different to that? Like, yeah. treat it like that horse riding lesson almost. Yeah, like, why would you cut out else? something that you love? Yeah, and actually, it's, it's yeah, honestly, I think it's kept me sane whilst I've not been working. And whilst I was really unhappy at work to yeah. have something else, to have that creative outlet. And I'm just really proud of myself for sticking with it, even though it isn't like a moneymaker and isn't like, you know, But I think that. Bef- before it's kind of social not- media existed, people wrote blogs and people wrote diaries because it was an outlet for them yeah, that they enjoyed. Definitely, it's it is still that. Yeah, it's ke- taking a step out of that glass bowl and like yeah. that fishbowl and saying, "I'm not getting it, like I'm not going to get into the fishbowl. I'm going to stay in my own lane and do what I love because I'm enjoying it." Yeah, definitely. I think it's so important to do that, and that does link to why we're doing this podcast as well. Yeah, like we might not be viral. <laughs> but it's something that we so enjoy doing we've spoken about for so long you only need to go viral once you know what they say this might be the one we might touch we might touch the hearts of many oh god people might switched off by might now if you're it. still with us I mean we know Becky will be Becky yeah. love you for Beck, sticking whatever car journey you're doing right now you're nearly there don't worry but um yeah like I think you're right like you can kind of get caught up in that bubble yeah but um I mean maybe we will go viral maybe it'll be a Christmas miracle but I think that wraps up quite nicely for everything we're proud of this year. And I think what would be really nice to end on is something we want to achieve in 2019. Uh, what I'd really like to achieve is putting together all of my content and developing that further. Um, you very kindly bought me yeah. my own domain for my birthday. Um, so I'm currently working on um, setting that up, doing the things that I enjoy, in, not only in terms of photography, but also the itineraries that I write and that I share with people and finally putting those in one place. And... Again, it's it's something that I've always enjoyed doing and helping people out with trip planning. And I'd really love to put all of the things that I've created and edited and written about before yeah, in place. one place. Mm. Um, so I think that's something that I'd really like to focus on and develop and perhaps not spend quite so much time on Instagram. But look, at have, having something that's more permanent for me to look back on in the future. And yours as well, like, because 
like Instagram's great, but it's just the image and you've got so much more to tell and so much more you do that it'd be nice to like have yeah. that in one place. Instagram isn't my platform. Yeah. I, I use yeah. it, but it's not mine. Whereas my website is, I mean, it's helenabrabbery.com. It's going to be yeah. my my own space. So I'd really like to use that and for, for my outlet, my creative outlet and what I'd like to to show a bit more and maybe focus on more in 2019. Very nice. Um, what about you? What would you like to achieve in 2019? Well, of course I want a job. Um, you're you're going to get <laughs> that's one. That's an obvious... Hopefully I'll do that. By the time this has gone out, maybe I'll have a new job. That would yeah. be exciting. Um, but I think the main thing for me is a bit more maybe practical and health-focused. And I'm someone with a very, very sweet tooth. Like, I really am, aren't mm-hmm. I? Like, you have I been would, known to be partial. I would drink maple syrup if I could. I mean, I kind of have you do yeah um so one thing I really want to do in 2019 is kind of get my sugar consumption under control start tracking it a bit more being a bit more mindful of the sugar I'm consuming and because I feel like over the past couple of years like I've definitely got my diet into a much healthier place yeah I'm a lot more aware now of like food that I'm actually really not good at eating um in terms like intolerances and things I've made a massive difference this year in like my fiber and like getting more veggies in there pretty much by going almost vegetarian um, vegetarian <laughs> <laughs> like you know but um, <laughs> but so I think the next thing I really need to kind of look at is the sugar intake in my diet because it's not fruit and stuff that's problem it's the added sugar yeah and I think we all, we're all starting to become so much more aware of like the dangers of sugar and the impact it has on our health and I was just thinking I don't I don't want to be looking back five, ten years down the line and being like, God, like I wish I'd just addressed it when I was younger yeah. and dealt with it and prevent it's so preventative. Yeah, like, it's think, something you can so easily control. Yeah, and I just think that's next year it's just something I feel like in the lead up to I'm doing it a bit more now, but in the lead up to Christmas is always a bit more difficult. Yeah. Um but I think New Year just be like, right, what how can I tailor certain things in my diet, just reduce my sugar intake, make some changes, and I do think it'll make me feel better. Like I'm aware that I have like if I there was a time when if I didn't have chocolate every day I would get a headache oh god that's mad yeah and I've got a lot better at kind of tackling that so I feel like there's a lot more to do still but that's definitely a big thing for next year who knows maybe I'll write a whole blog post on it when yeah. I achieved it if anyone's interested that might be a bit boring <laughs> to read I don't know maybe no I feel like goals that people have that's very yeah identifiable ones yeah but yeah that's my that's my main goal for 2019 I think and then just like there's a lot of other little things as well that I'll tick yeah, off. Yeah, and there's things that come up as well through, yeah, through the definitely. year. Yeah, definitely. And... I don't think you have to just set goals on the 1st of January and that be it. I'm very much into like setting, like I in September I set myself things I want to achieve by the end of this year. Yeah. As like a last kick for the year and all that kind of thing. So. And I'll often do, on a Sunday evening I'll kind of do, not so much goals, but my to-do list for the week, little things I want to yeah. do. I think having like small mid-term and long-term goals is actually quite a healthy thing to do. Yeah, rather definitely. than just setting yourself a massive goal like that I'm gonna have a new career and <laughs> be a CEO by the next the end of next yeah. year I actually something I started to do um not that started 2018 that started 2017 is I did really structured goals for the year so I was like I want to visit two new countries and three new UK cities so oh, I could track really it in the year yeah. and I, it was so much more achievable instead of being like travel more because I'm like oh have I achieved this really so this year I was like I want to read at least 12 books so I don't read enough currently recording this in the early part of December I've read four books this year so I do have a little bit of reading to do that's fine you've got time the next three weeks but you know hopefully if not I'm gonna use that a bit in between Christmas and New Year to just read it listen, oh, listen to audiobooks that might be easier yeah I might get into that audiobooks counts. maybe that's my thing for next year so I'll get into more audiobooks because you listen to podcasts anyway yeah especially after a long day at work like looking at a screen I don't really want to then pick up a book yeah 
It makes that's my sense. thing. Yeah. So maybe audiobooks way forward. But we would love to hear what your goals are for 2018 and what you're proud of from this year. Like whatever it is, because I think we don't necessarily look back and say what we're really proud of enough. And I think it's that's really important to do. Not even at the end of every year, even even during the year. I think it's it's really positive to acknowledge what you're proud of and just keep setting goals for going forward. So if you are sat at home listening in the in between phase of Christmas and New Year mm-hmm. and you'd like to get in touch and let us know your thoughts, your goals and what you're proud of, please do. We'd we'd really love it. Yeah. And as ever, if anyone wants to give us a five star rating on iTunes or leave us a little review, we'd really appreciate that too. Because like we said, having the feedback is just it means the world. Um, and then it also helps other people discover the podcast, which I didn't realise originally. But yeah, that's a yeah. thing. Yeah, it's very helpful. So thank you very much for those who already have as well. And if yes. you do, we really appreciate it. Um, have a happy new year, I guess. Happy yes. 2019. We hope you have an amazing one and it brings you everything you want. And we will be back in the new year. Yes, we've got more to come. We're, I think next year we're going to talk about so many more things. We're going to discuss things like money. Money's a big topic we want to start getting yeah. into. Health things as well, like women's health. Uh, like maybe even jealousy. That's something I'd really yeah. like to discuss. We were talking about doing mental health as well. Yeah, um, more on friendships. There's a lot with friendships you want to revisit and careers and lots and lots of things so but if you if ever if you have any suggestions or things you want to hear discussed then do let us know because we're always open to ideas as well yeah um and we just want to say a massive thank you yes for tuning in downloading subscribing telling your friends about the podcast we really really do appreciate everyone who's listened and given feedback yeah um and as always you can get in touch with us as well we are on instagram at at on at 20s are hard (laughs) yes so we hope to hear from you all soon and have a happy new year happy new year bye bye